Well, hello there. Welcome back on Sounds of a Frenchman with C.C. Young, myself. <laughs> it's good to be back. I know I've been away for a little while, guys. I'm sorry about that, but you, man, is not going anywhere. All right, I'm just around to give you the truth, to spread the knowledge. And today for that, I have a fantastic friend of mine, Daniel Audenion, that we're going to engage in a discussion about Africa, West Africa particularly but you're gonna see it gets very interesting I love this guy I love that discussion I love you guys pour yourself a glass of your favorite beverage get in a comfortable position remember water is best this is sounds of a Frenchman it's easy young enjoy Hello there guys, uh, it's been a long time I didn't talk to you and I gotta say I miss you guys, uh, it's way too long, if I spend a day uh, away from that microphone, away from my computer, I feel sad, but uh, I had other obligation, you know, life is life and I had to do stuff, I'm a dedicated individual and I try to be as dedicated with my family, my job, my podcasts, my friends, so it takes me a lot of time and energy and I apologize if you guys, if I was away too long from you guys, but I'm back, I'm back and uh, today I got a very, very special episode, the, the, I, I have a, not only a very special episode for you guys, but I have a very, very special guest, this guest is uh, very dear to me, he's a good friend of mine, we've been knowing each other for over 10 years now, and uh, he's a fantastic individual, beyond his knowledge, uh, beyond what we're going to talk about tonight, this is somebody that has a huge heart, that is always ready to uh, educate others and uh, share his knowledge. Uh, so the, the, the guest that I have tonight is uh, Daniel Audenion. Uh, remember that name because you're going to hear about it very soon. Very, very soon. This is a, this is a man to keep on the radar. He's, a, he's an international politics expert. He's my African politics expert. Whenever I got a question about Africa, this is the man that I call. Not only because he is born in Africa, but because he knows a lot about that continent. He's also uh, he also have a master in development politics, so uh, you know what it takes, uh, and he's also um, an expert in peace, in international peace and security. Uh, he's a member of the Association of the Young Beninese Diaspora, so the young guys from Benin that live in USA or abroad. Uh, please. Thank you, thank you for being here, Mr. Daniel. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, Mr. Caesar. And so nice to have me with you tonight. Ah, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's been a long time we wanted to talk about uh, all everything that we're going to talk about. I got to tell you guys, this is not a, a regular politics discussion. This is a discussion between two friends. So bear with us. The accent is thick but is as thick as the knowledge, right, Mr. Daniel? Yeah, 
Yes, yeah. Monsieur. All right. Uh, so we're gonna talk, uh, stop with the misters because uh, we almost brothers, right, Danny? Uh, yeah. So uh, we today in the news we had. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw it in uh, in loops. I don't know if CNN showed that, but I'm sure like this will be the only thing that they show from Africa, and uh, that was the, the what happened in the in Ceuta, which is uh, in uh, in Morocco, technically, geographically in Morocco, technically in Spain. Complex situation, but I think we're going to talk about it later because it, it's all part of the the all. Uh, how do you call it, the, the, the invasion, not the invasion, the colonization, right, of Africa. So so we saw those waves, 800, they say 800 to 1,000 young migrants from Africa raiding the doors of Europe in that little enclave of Spain in North Africa. What's your take on that, Danny? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, the migration of, uh, you know, young people from Africa trying to go to Europe is not, it's nothing new. It's always happened, and uh, it's always going to happen in, if Africa doesn't change its policies and if, you know, uh, Europeans don't change the, you know, their politics, you know, neither. So, yeah, I, I think it's anything new now. It's, it's just a regular thing that happened, you know, time to time, you know, a bunch of young Africans trying to cross the, the border to enter in Europe. I say so. Europe is the most obvious way, right? Because it's right there for, from Africa. It's very short. Uh, it's a very short trip. But uh, but um, this is the case for everywhere. Like I got the feeling, brains are leaving Africa, and I've been leaving Africa, right? I mean, you're a perfect example of that. Why did you leave Africa? Yeah. Um, honestly speaking, you know, you gotta remember, you know. Africa is a continent with a lot of resources, and then Africans are not you know, technically aware of that, you know, those resources. You know, you may learn about African you know, resources. You may learn that you know we have oil, we have you know gold, diamond, woods, you know any type of uh, you know. Uh, Isn't it the minerals. only continent with all the resources? Y yes, yes, absolutely. We have uranium. You know, we have you know. Everything we need to, to, to live better life, you know. But yet, you know, we don't know yet how to manage, you know, those resources. And then both responsibilities can be shared between, you know, the Europeans and Americans and the African leaders. Yeah, but the, the thing is, it's how to manage those resources so, so we can keep these young people in, in Africa. So I'm sorry to cut you off, but you're saying, there's something you're saying that is very interesting to me. Uh, you're saying we don't know how to manage those resources. But yet, yeah. I meet African people that are extremely educated. I mean, you as an example, I'm a Frenchman. You've never been in France, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, so you've never been in France, yet you speak a better French than me. Uh, uh, and I keep, and that keeps happening every time I meet somebody from Africa. He's very educated. I have a knowledge of science and a knowledge of, of philosophy that is way higher than European very often. Uh, why is that? So why is that yes. that you say that you, about the knowledge? Yeah, that's a very good question. When I say we don't know, you know, it's, it's not just like uh, 
theoretically knowledge that we need to manage those things. You know, we have, I'm sure, I mean, I know we have a lot of experts in in, chemi in chemistry, in physics, you know, in all those kind of you know resources. You know, but it's just you know theoretical knowledge, you know, which is in which is not enough to, to manage those resources. The, the main thing about you know those resources management is um, the ability for the leaders to 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 reach you know you know per, the perfect agreements you know between you know the, the those Chinese or American and European companies you know so that's what I mean we don't know yet how to to manage those resources some of the leaders they just sign some agreements and then get all the mon money or the outcome of the you know the, the the resources and put in their pockets you know that that. That's what I call. We don't know yet. They don't know that how to manage those resources, how to share. Let me share this story with you. I, one day I was having a conversation with the the, uh, the Benin amb ambassador um, at the United Nations in New York City, and then he told me, "Listen, if we have in our countries, you know, resources, what bring people to leave the country or what bring people into war is the fact that you know." The, the leaders don't share the you know the, the profits of the, those resources to all people so finally some people get revolted and take guns and try to remove you know the, the, the regime etc etc but that is not all, always the solution because the same rebel you know group that's come into power will you know keep the resources you know profit exactly to the themselves and then the same thing will happen again okay. and again so, I see, so that's I see. why I said we don't know yet how to manage those resources. As as soon as we get to to the level where we do, we know how we can think about those resources, how we can manage them, how we can share the profits, how we can sign the, the good agreements between you know those you know companies and, and the African. Yes, everything gonna be. So this okay. is that's a long way to go. Exactly. You so you're talking about something theoretical. All right, yeah. like something in the future we have to, uh, uh, but the status of now. So now you basically you telling me that all all Africa. It, it, so this is a phenomenon that is cross Africa, right? That is, uh, yes. that is shared by all Africa. Uh, That's because, true. That's uh, true. Uh, so you telling me that basically now, African depends in order to. Uh, enjoy their resources they depend on american french english israeli chinese companies yeah yeah that's true uh, uh, mr caesar yeah we are still depending on those people you know let me give you another example of tanzania i think it's in tanzania in the zanzibar port of tanzania the chinese signed some kind of agreement with the, you know the tanzanian government the former governor before the guy who died you know recently in february or march you know they signed the agreement saying that you know they will uh, manage the seaport for uh, uh i think 100 years or 99 years and then during that time so the tanzania on, 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 government on. doesn't have any access to the seaport during the time, so those what company? What, what? Oh, the Chinese. It was Chinese. Yes, the Chinese. Those, so those the Chinese. Argument. I love how you yes. say that with a lot of aggressivity. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm so sorry. So, so, no, 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 no. I understand. I I completely understand your your passion. Uh, uh, just so, for our for our audience, uh, we we have to precise that when we talk about the Chinese, 
when we talk about the Americans, when we talk about the French, when we talk about the British, we are not talking about the people. All right, that gotta be clear. Uh, when we talk about the Chinese, we talk about the CCP, the the Chinese Communist Party. When we talk yeah. about uh, the the British, we talk about BP, British Petroleum. Yes, when true. we talk about the French, we talking French about total a total Areva, uh, the yeah, the, the exactly. uranium mining company, and etc. etc. We are not okay. talking about the Americans. We will be a very bad example to talk bad about another people as we are in a country that is foreign to us uh, we have a lot of respect for the people in those countries and that's how Daniel and I got connected in first place because we had a lot of respect about ethnicity about about who's the other we have a lot of respect about different cultures we love that and that's what we want to see that's why we're having this discussion guys all right yeah we gotta yeah. be very clear about that yeah so here yeah, go along sorry sorry about yeah, that yeah. sorry about that bro. so no that's true so when the new government came into power and then they saw the documents you know that guy was like oh no uh, that is not right how come you can sign some kind of ag agreements you know about my seaport and then i won't have you know, the authority to check and see what's going on. And then you will have, you know, the absolute power over my support. And he canceled the agreements completely. That president was great. Unfortunately, like, he was great. And he renegotiates the agreement between you know, the Chinese. But yeah, he died. he died later. Yeah, he died later. See, that's always the same thing, guys. Uh, uh, there was that big guy, Daniel can talk about it. He's the one that educated me about that guy called Thomas Sankara. All right? Uh, it's always the same story, right? Like you got yes, that guy that come in power, is from the people or not, but is coming in power. He got those great ideas, want to develop his country, and boom, uh, a year later, two years later, three years later, six months later, boom, he, he get killed. Either he get killed or he died in weird, mysterious circumstances. Right? Am I wrong about that? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true, you know. Can you can you, you feed know. us a little bit about the story of Thomas Sankara? I, I know you're from Benin. He was from Burkina Faso, a different country, but neighboring countries, and uh, and you know a lot about it, right? Yeah, uh, Thomas Sankara, Mr. Caesar was. Uh, a, I call him the last great African man. You know, mm. uh, technically he was the last great African man. I think he came into power in 1983 or 84, and he died on October uh, 15, 1987. Actually, the year I was born. So <laughs> I was born, and you know, a few months later, he was. You know. He was died, and then he was um, he was in the military. He was, I think, he was a cap a captain of you know the air force of Burkina Faso, a young captain with great vision of you know his country and uh, for Africa. Unfortunately, when he came into power, he didn't stay long. He did a lot of reforms, you know, in terms of education, health, and housing, in agriculture. He solved a lot of problems in just few few years but he has to go because yeah. the masters don't like him don't so him. so so you guys can actually uh, you guys can actually look it up uh there's a very famous uh, i mean it's in french it's gonna be hard for you but uh, uh, let me feed you into it uh 
So the president of France at the time is François Mitterrand. He's, a, mm. he's the first socialist president of the Fifth Republic uh, in France. And, uh, and he's going to be known, he's going to leave a track, this guy Mitterrand is going to leave a track in, a, in history as one of the most ruthless president that we've ever had. Uh, even though uh, uh, based everything on... Uh, and uh, for the people, you know, uh, I mean that's another. For, uh, no, that's for another day. That's for another day. But uh, but what happened is that Mitterrand visited Senegal for uh, a forum of African president, if I remember well, and Sankara spoke, and he spoke about the fact that France had to let go, that the influence of France in Africa was very negative. And that the Africans had to take it was on them to take their the matter in in their own hands. And when Mitterrand spoke right after that, he said, "I like this young man, but he speaks too much. He talks too much." And a few months later, Sankara was uh, getting uh, killed by his aide de camp, uh, uh, Blaise, right? Yeah, Blaise Compaoré. Blaise Compaoré, uh, who was at the sword of the French government directly, actually got uh, protected by the French government during his whole presidency. It was a coup. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, just to say, the situation in Africa is not new. There's nothing new. There's nothing new about it, but there's new stuff, and we don't hear about it. So I really want to have your... Uh, your insights about what's going on, especially in West Africa. It's a, the hot zone right now. The attention is there, but we don't really look at it. And uh, what can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in Mali, what's going on in Niger, in that region? Yeah, uh, Mr. Caesar, West Africa has I been... I, I'm sorry. I love you calling me Mr. Caesar. How many times <laughs> we got drunk, bro? <laughs> together <laughs> many times you know from new york it was uh it was um an opportunity and a uh, hype you know That's pleasure right. to, to meet with you in, in new york city and then believe me uh, you know you're always gonna be in my mind and you are the, one of the best people i ever met you know in my life yeah thank you, you very much great guy, you know, thank you very much brother i appreciate it so uh, so, you know, in West Africa, you know, West Africa has been, you know, all the time, you know, the epicenter of, you know, terrorism and, you know, and jihadism, you know, in Africa, you know, uh, because of its, I call it because of its proximity with, uh, you know, uh, the, the northern part of Africa, you know, uh, Morocco, Algeria, you know, West Africa share a big part of the Sahara Desert, you know, which is not actually 100% a good opportunity, you know, for West Africa, actually. You know, if, uh, so that's my understanding, if West Africa was divided or separated from the north part, you know, by a, a sea, you know, like an ocean, you know, West Africa may be living better than that. But the fact that it's flatland, you know, like Flatland Avenue in New York City, it was a Flatland, like, you know, that it's easier for the, you know, the, the terrorists to enter into West Africa. So what's going on right now? Since Gaddafi was gone, you know, all the GIDs, you know, uh, all those fighters in, in, in Libya just spray around, it, you know, they just, they just spray around, you know. They, sp 
trying to, to for, yeah, so so to give you an idea of the sahara guys the sahara yeah. is basically the size of the united states right uh, even bigger. yeah yeah so yeah so you got that whole span of territory that is unchecked that is unchecked by anybody uh Qaddafi uh, before going had a hand on that uh, on the on the we'll say the eastern part of Sahara where he had uh, deals with the local tribes uh, it, it was basically keeping the peace uh after yeah mr caesar yeah let me interrupt you yeah Qaddafi was trying i'm not a big fan of Qaddafi i don't know what people think about him i don't you know know your opinion about him but I, i'm not a big fan of him he was a good person for his country that for sure everybody know that knows that but the thing is even his time he was sending some rebel to charge you know to fight you know the charging government you know <laughs> so when he's gone the, the same people were still there fighting you know according to the official news of death of idris debi he was going to fight people so idris debi is the president of chad yeah yeah Idris debi was the president of chad and then you know he was going to fight against the same rebels you know of of libya when he, he got killed so mm. most of those people they come from libya algeria and morocco to enter you know egypt, west egypt not really not really the egyptian are not really connected to the west african you know situation most of them are from you know libya algeria tunisia and morocco so what going on trying to so you're telling me that there's basically no fight so so all right folks we're talking about that part of africa because there's something going on right now that is called operation barkan which is a french-led operation in the Malian desert uh, with special forces, with uh, fighter jets and and all nine yards. All right, this is a real war operation that is going on since. Oh my God, we gotta we gotta Google that. But uh, uh, that is going uh, going on for a while, and uh, and uh, that is uh, the goal of it is to. Uh, uh, circumscript so tighten the, the 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 grips on the terrorist groups that are in the saharan desert all right uh, that operation is being going on since 2014 all right in 2014 when the president at the time François Hollande when the, he when he said we're going to war it was for six months you remember Danny we had that discussion at the time I remember so well I called yes. you that day yeah yeah and Mr. Caesar Mr. Caesar I remember you told me that operation will take forever <laughs> forever and I, here we are I told here you they don't change name from exactly. to Balkan yep you at know, the time it was operation serval you very yeah. right about that so the serval is a little uh animal that is uh right isn't it like a desert animal that hides in the holes or some some shit like that <laughs> uh, so so it became operation serval he went in front of the french congress i say oh yeah, yeah, yeah we gotta continue so we've been at war since 2014 it's been seven years yes and then later uh, it became operation Bakan, and now a G5 Sahel, you know, 
which is another, you know, I call it so another it form. Yeah, it yeah, just change the name. But it's the same. And then take, yeah, it's the same with, my, with larger territories now. With so larger territories. Me, I always have uh, seen. I had the the chance because uh, people don't see it as a chance, but I had the chance to hang out a lot with Muslim people in my life. I love the Muslim culture. It's fantastic. You got great things in it, and uh, I would never criticize it as a Christian uh, because. Uh, It's part of the great prophecies. But uh, we see a huge manipulation of what is portrayed, what is, what is uh, diffused as, that, as the, the Islamic religion, right? And I think that's the, the whole base of that war down there. So me as a conspiracy terrorist... I always have that approach of, hold on one second, maybe those guys, not giving an excuse to terrorism or anything, but see, those see guys, that. you know what I mean? Like those guys, yeah. they're not really, who's, who's, at, who's, who's at fault? Who's to blame? Yeah. Here is the thing, you know, it's, it's a game. And then we have some actors, you know, we have the European and the Americans, you know, uh, and, uh, some Africans and uh, uh, so-called terrorists, you know, and then the Islamic religion, you know, give them the opportunity to use them to play the, to play the game. Because today we have millions of religions in the world, but none of them is used nowadays to play any terrorist you know, role in the world. You don't use, yeah, yeah. you know, the Buddhists for terrorism. You don't use the Catholic for terrorists. Yeah, but it has been. He has been yeah. done. Yeah. So those guys, you know, actually, you know, they are mostly Muslims. And then they, they, they won playing the game. They tried to conquer Mali. Remember, in 2012, 2000, you know, uh, yeah, especially 2012, so, until Mali had a coup, a, a military coup, because, you know, they right. really want to fight the terrorists. And the government yeah. in place that time, You know, was not giving them a lot of resources. It's basically what happened in in Libya, Syria, uh, Mali is the same story. All yeah, it's again. the same story. Yeah, yeah those guys. And Because I remember I Syria when the whole thing started, and uh, I remember them at the time saying, "Those are terrorist groups that are rolling in town." And here they were selling it as a protest. Do you remember that? Yes, the I do. First, first, first few weeks of the war. And I was saying at the time, watch out, guys. There's somebody that is trying to invade the country right now. Remember? And then when the war happened in Mali, I said the same thing. The same exact thing. And now, seven years later, we're still in there. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, what's going on, you know, you know, technically, we do have you know, terrorists in the region, yeah. So truly, we do have terrorists. Yeah, yeah no, that's Every sure. week, you will hear about some attack in Nafaso or attack in Niger. Or What Mali. about Benin? What's the situation in Benin right now? No, the, Benin, though, Benin, you know, is lucky right now. It's still lucky <laughs> because, you know, Benin is not involved in, in any terrorist, you know, uh, attack for now. You know, we just yeah. had something like two years ago. I don't remember exactly. 
some French guy get kidnapped, you know, in the north part of Benin, and then later on the tourist guide was killed, and then they find the, the French guy later, something like that. Mm. You know, it was just an incident, you know, it was not that big, you know, a, a very big deal. So Benin is still it's been okay. Yeah. Yeah, is the I hope I hope Benin doesn't get involved in any terrorist problem because it's yeah. huge when it starts. No you, nobody know when it's gonna you know end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, of course. What, so so actually that's funny you say that. The, how do you see that situation ending? We ne I don't think we ever talked about that. We always talk about what's going on right now. Well, I call we call each other all the time. Hey, did you see that? Hey, did you see that crazy shit? Hey, hey, right? But we yeah. never talk about like, okay, where do we go from there? Uh, in Benin, you mean? Uh, yeah, I mean in West Africa. Yeah. The the thing is, you know, I, I my point is the the West African need to, you know, get very united. They have to unite their forces you know, uh, the military forces, the economic forces to... to so you are partisan of something comparable to the European Union in West Africa? Are you, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. are. Wow, I'm yeah, amazed I about that. The ECOWAS try. The, we have, you know, the ECOWAS, you know, the West African States Organization, yeah. you know, trying to, to do something, but it's still, you know, the level is still very low, but the, you know that's the only good organization in Africa. Believe me, it's way better than the African Union. So they operate because, way better than. See, all right. When I look at the European situation, that's what I know. All right, that's my thing, and uh, and I, to me, it seems obvious that at some point we're gonna have to become smaller. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. my ID, the 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 all getting like together, and bro, like think about it. You in Benin have a completely different point of view than the guy in 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 in, in Guinea or in Mali or in Senegal. You know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, I I see. I understand. What I mean is just. We like Mali doesn't have enough power to fight the terrorists, and Niger is worse. Niger is a very poor country. Actually, it's a, it is very poor, you know, a, a government. Burkina Faso also, and they are facing, you know, some terrorist uh, attack. So what they need to to do is just to, you know, set up. Uh, a multilateral forces, if I can call so, to face the the the, 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 the situation of terrorism. That's that it. I apart, agree. Apart from that, you know, I don't know what. That they I agree. Can... But but see, all right. Me, I always see that point of view of, I know my government is corrupted, like to the bone, and I know if I know in whatever they get involved, it's a problem, and it's not my government per se, in the symbol of it, you know the symbol of government more than me. You you, uh, you know the law. You know what I mean? Like, you know yeah. it works way better than me. You're way more educated. But, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not the government itself. The structure of government is phenomenal. The problem is the people itself that we put there, right? 
And yeah. I know that the f within the French politics, wh whoever got some power, fuck shit up. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't mean to be <laughs> rude, to, 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 to be, um, to swear, but, uh, but yeah, you know, like it's, so also I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if the French stop going down there and mess uh, the French or the Brits or the Americans, uh, if we stop going down there, then that's it. That's the end of the problem. They kind of created in first place that terrorism problem. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that the way we feel, you know, we, we, we see the problem, you know, we see that, you know, some people must be behind this, you know, some people must be behind this, you know, and then so, so it, it's like they create the problem and then they intervene. They say, ah, okay, well, this is going on. But why people are giving them the opportunity to create the problem? Ah, thank you. I love why, that. I love yeah, that for the why they're giving them opportunity yeah. to, to, to sell their weapons, why they are giving the opportunity to try their military technology. Yeah. You know, because remember what's going on in, in, in West Africa, France is using a lot of you know military technology. Yeah, there's a lot of hardware out there. Yeah, not to, not to solve the of... problem. The, the goal is not to solve the problem. The goal, the goal is, is, yeah. is, yeah, I will have to use our technology. We have to, to continue, you know, uh, mining, you know, uranium from Niger and from Mali, you know, because remember, uranium, France get, you know, it's uranium from Africa and basically from Niger and uh, Mali. So that's the biggest. I think to me that's the the the, the smoking gun, right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, this is the thing. France is selling you, and, and and that ties up a lot of shit, right? That ties up the Paris Accord. That ties up all that, right? They they're selling you that. Oh, we do everything nuclear. We uh, we take care of our nuclear waste and blah, blah blah blah. You know, like we got clean energy. We produce so much energy, but uh, bro, in the same time, you created a war in order to have an imprint there because eventually those people are gonna kick you out and they're gonna say that's my uranium. I'm gonna mine it. I'm gonna sell it to you instead of you come take the uranium and get the fuck out, right? Yeah. And then again, you know, if the, the the government of Niger can, you know, know how to to deal with the situation, you know, they, they will they will do better. Because remember, uh, the embassy of France in Niger uh, is even more powerful than the government of Niger. <laughs> you know, acting in Niger. Uh, you know. Yeah. I, 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 hear, I hear a funny story. That you know, the the French general who was attached to the embassy of France in Niger even had more power over the Niger military than the the, the minister of defense. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, you see. So, yeah, the African have have to do a lot of efforts. They have to improve themselves in government. You know, they have to improve themselves. But it's the easy French don't let them, man. 
it's easy to say so, uh, uh, Mr. Caesar. It's easy to say, oh, you can do it. If you do, you get killed. You know, if you do, you get killed. So you worry for your life. No, that's not true. If if the effort, look, look at what's going in in Rwanda now. You see, Rwanda had a long, horrible a history with friends. And look at what's going on today. And nobody killed Kagame. Kagame is ruling his country like, uh, you know, according to his vision. And Rwanda is one of the best, you know, uh, countries in Africa right now in terms of government system, you know, and nobody dies. It's just a matter of responsibility. It's a, just a matter of vision. It's just a matter of, of good ambition. Yeah, you know. Rwanda. So for if, me, if you tell me Rwanda, it's like I see the civil war, the Hutus, the right, the the Tutsis versus the, the Hutu, Hutu. Uh, the the plane of the president being shot with the Sam missile. Yeah, the, the, that's crazy stuff. People don't know. People yeah, don't know, uh, man. Like uh, like uh, they uh, think they they think here it's crazy. They talk to you, they say it's crazy. Oh, uh, the January 6th is crazy. No, they didn't see nothing. You know, yes, a civil war is... France a, was behind that, you know. France was know. totally behind that. France yeah, was behind everything in Africa. This is the yeah. worst. Like, any for years until the 90s and Clinton and the Clinton administration, whenever somebody needed something done in Africa, they will turn to the French. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. You know, the yeah. French had their kill squads down there. They had the legend. They had, man, the French were like, we, we did some bad shit, man. We supported some bad people, some bad governments. It's time to change all that crap. But exactly. that's, again, that's a discussion for another day. I don't want to get into the French discussion. I'm going to have some French yeah. people talking yeah. about it. All exactly. respect to you, you know what I mean? But yeah. this is not for today. I want to talk about Africa because I, this is the cradle of humanity, guys. You got to understand. Yeah, exactly, Caesar. So, you see, just Kagame, you know, try to improve the government system in Rwanda. Things are going differently, completely different. So come back to West Africa because, you know, Rwanda is in East Africa. So come back to West Africa. You see, they, you know, they just need to have, you know, proper people in power with proper vision and proper action. And then you will see. Everything gonna go well. They of will course. have control over their resources. They will be able to have control over the, the oil, over you know um, the it's, uranium. But but you know what? Again, it's in predictive programming. That's Wakanda, man. What you're describing me is Wakanda, right? Yeah, That's the yeah. Black Panther, man. Yeah, it's, you know it's, everything is right there in front of our eyes, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at Nigeria, a very big country. And, you know, even today, I read some reports about Nigeria. More than 50% of, you know, Nigerians live in extreme poverty. That's sad. This is one That's of the richest country in the world. Yeah, and it's a very rich country in terms of oil. And their oil is very purified and doesn't need a lot of work mm -hmm. to come through, you know. <laughs> and they have very good soil for agriculture. They have a very good population. You know, they are almost 200 million right now. Yeah, it's huge. See what I mean? It's huge. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's in a small country. 
I mean, it's a big country, yes. but uh, 200 million people, that's a small... Yeah, yeah, yeah. territory for that population. And again, they're not doing anything good. You know, they don't have the good person in power. They don't have the right man in, you know, in the right place. And then, uh, you, you know, everything's messed up in Nigeria. You have a lot of terrorist attack, you know, every week some kidnapping going on, you know, yeah. and sometimes... <laughs> those guys are behind the, the kidnapping. You know, it's a game. It's a game. They may kill some of the, the people they kidnap. This is the simulation, guys. This is the simulation. See? All right. You can see however you want. We live in the 3D world. That's for sure. Uh, we can see and touch everything. But there are some guys behind there that are playing Risk. You know, you know that game Risk. They're playing Command and Conquer. They're playing uh, Call of Duty. That's what they're doing, and we are, we are either the players or the NPCs. You know, the NPC is a non-playable character. Is the guy created by the simulation? That's exactly what it is, and and it's across the board. Look, you got an African dude that is telling you that. You know what, guys? That's what it is, yeah. right, Danny? Yeah, that's what it is. So come back to to, to <laughs> the situation again. It's a very big mess in West Africa now. It's a very, very big West, a big, big mess. And then I feel sorry for for Chad, for Mali, for Niger, Burkina Faso, Mauritania. You know those countries. I feel very, very sorry for them. I don't know how they are going to get out of that situation yeah. of terrorists. You know, it seems like impossible for them to get out because France is not going to help them. France no. will be just there sending... You know how many soldiers France sent to, to the region? A lot. And then, no. you know, they say, oh, we are going there for six months, you know, in one, in one year we'll be done. And then here we are seven years later, France changing the name from one name to another name you know <laughs> you know france is not gonna solve the situation for me. no it's so sad it's so sad no. it's so sad and then it's why many people from those countries make try to migrate to to europe because when you look at the people who are dying in the in the ocean or in the mediterranean sea they are not from benin hmm. and they are not from togo they're from Algeria, they're from Morocco, they're from, they're Mali. from Mali. And then from, you know, those kind of, you know, country, Mauritania, Niger. 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 Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the situation, you know. People, people, they don't have peace in their country. Hmm. They don't have peace. Even they have everything to live There's one life. thing, though. When I look at those images of what happened this morning, I mean, what happened uh, like over the last few days? What happened? Uh, I'm pretty sure every day. It's just that they decided to show that today of uh, those waves of kids that are coming. Those are all teenager boys. I don't see no women and children coming. This is all teenager boys. You know and what that I mean? Very destructive, Mister Caesar. That's very destructive. People who were supposed to live there to work and to procreate, you know, <laughs> are trying to escape <laughs> and, and going to die. 
but uh, but uh, see the risk is that there's something that we talk about when we talk about the the, the European politics. You and I all the time is the Odo Odo up cow. Yeah, right. You have oh. to create the the chaos exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the, and the, try to bring the order. The, the order by the cows go. from from yeah. Pedro. Yeah. And uh, bro, there's nothing more chaotic than thousand of misled teenage boys. It's it, it, it's more than you know mass destructive weapons. This is like horrible man this is horrible what can be done to those kids you know what i mean i feel i feel for those kids i feel for them i feel for the people that are going to suffer from from that misleading because this is ex an extremely destructive force that is coming toward europe yeah you know because those kids are misled i'm telling you i left europe because I know that it's very hard to lead people in Europe. It's a, it's an extremely complex situation. The Europeans are only at the start of their sorrow. Yeah, Mr. Caesar, think about it. You are European. You were born and raised European. Mm. And then, you know, uh, you... You know, you escape from Europe to America and you see the, you know, you can see the, the difference. But as a European, you know the life in, in Europe, you know. And so even the, the life that, you know, you don't appreciate in Europe, it has, it has nothing to compare to what those teenagers are going through in their countries. Mm -hmm. You know, believe me, mm -hmm. it, it, they are ready, they are ready to, to give themselves just to go to Europe, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, they are ready to go to Europe, no matter what. You yeah. know, they want to fight and get in there. They will never listen to you. Even you yeah. tell them, guys, listen, there is nothing in Europe for you. They will take you as a racist, believe me, <laughs> that you don't want them to come to enjoy good life in Europe. <laughs> so it's very complicated. So, the whole, it's simple. African leaders need to tell them, guys, there is nothing over there. Stay yeah. over here. We try. We'll try show our best show them. to 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 offer you job, to offer you job opportunity, education opportunity, yeah. and you know, uh, we'll be okay. Who cares? Yeah. Nobody cares. The, I don't know the goal. The French, the French company, the French CAC uh, 40, the the forty big, uh, the forty French companies that are in the. They stock, they, the stock. They, they, yeah, they, they, I don't know what European gain from seeing people dying, you know, in Mediterranean Sea. Because somebody has to be behind that too. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that, you know, somebody mm -hmm. should be like, oh, guys, come, come, come. We welcome you. You yeah. know, yep. it's, it's easier, like, the life it will be easier in, in Europe. So come, you know, come to Italy, come to Spain, you know, France. Uh, yeah, but that know. cannot happen. <laughs> yeah, you know it's a it kind of trap. Happen. And then oh, they go, uh... but believe me, the best place to be is in your home um, yeah. village, you know, in, in Africa. It's easier to live that, that. But if they don't have peace, 
how yeah. can they live? If they don't have job, how can they live better life? If they don't have good education, yeah. you know, they don't have access to education. And again, who is behind that? The same people. Yeah. Yep, the yep, same yep. people. So, first, first there, alors, so, so there's a, again another point because we talked about it a lot and and I was asking you what was so different in Benin and one day you told me that people get involved in local politics a lot right yeah that everybody like around you they get involved yeah, in, in the politics in it's kind of different making. yeah and, and I think that's where it starts too right Like the, the, the local decision making, man, and, and and that's what we're losing in the West too. Uh, uh, if you have good local decision making, then it trickles down along the line. That's true, you know. The local you know, decision. I don't know how uh, the system work in 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 Niger, Mali, and all those countries. I don't know if they start making very local decision, getting people involved in each step of their political actions, I think people will feel like, oh, now we are very concerned about, you know, our country now. But they, if they feel rejected, you know, if they, they feel like, oh, they are not part of this, you know, uh, national, you know, wealth, or if they are not, they are not part of, you know, um, You know the country. If they don't feel like they are part of country, you know they gotta go. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, also yeah. remember national attachment. Uh, yeah. Very important. And, and and also remember that you know when the European came into Africa, in every single country, they try to you know divide people hmm. between them. You know so. Uh, people who hold the power in some countries or, you know there are people from one ethnic group you know you take nigeria you see the Hausa trying to keep the power and, and they say oh the Igbo will never come into power you know you go to to mali you say oh is it Sifulani or is it uh, bambara or you mm. know etc etc and then that bring also you know a, a revolting situation But that's what yeah. I'm saying about you remember what I was what I talk about the 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 local uh, not only local decision making but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, at that yeah. point you mm -hmm. you cannot you like you cannot have all those tribes together because mm -hmm. some of them have interests that are completely different than other people interests mm -hmm. for uh, for geographical purpose for for historical purpose for for a lot of things. So, uh, so I think it's time to bring back down the level of yeah. government. And there, there is the, 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 the highest goal, I mean, the biggest goal that the African need to, to, to decide about is how to cut off the, the European and Chinese and African, I mean, American involving, getting involved in their politics. You know, that's a high level. That that the last step or the yeah, highest yeah. step they need to reach, when they will get a point that <clears throat> before Shell or Exxon um, Mobil go to Africa to sign any contracts of mining, they will feel like hmm. Before I go, I need to think twice yeah. because the man in power is not easy. 
the minister of petrol or the minister of energy or the minister of yeah. mine you know ah he's uh, got to pay a price yes a so price so when they come now they, they, can you believe i i read something about france and uh, mali agreements when before by uh, france you know gets involved in you know uh, military operation in mali one of the the agreements say that um the french uh, i mean the french soldiers in in mali can drive with french driving license in Mali, which is not possible for a Malian to drive in in, in in France, that's impossible. Or a Malian to drive in the United States with Mali, you know, driving license, which is impossible. But they put in the agreement, in the contract, a French soldier will drive through Mali with French driving license. And second, when the French soldier commits any, you know, if incident, they just call it incident or infraction or whatever, uh, any violation, they won't be uh, responsible for that. <laughs> you know, so oh, let's say. Game. So here is the the thing. Let's say during an operation, and then some French, you know, uh, soldiers kill some civilians. Uh, during any kind of you know of duty, a soldier driving and had Drunk. accident. And, you know, anything possible happen. Yeah. Oh, we cannot sue that soldier. We cannot, you know, he is not accountable for, you know, whatever <laughs> happened. Whenever, you know, they do, you know, they won't be posher in, in Mali. I was like, what? And some Malian government signed that paper? They didn't read it? They didn't read it? Do they have so, the choice? I they think, do have the choice. Yeah, they do have the choice. They do have, they the, do choice. have the choice. The, the time that time was uh, Francois Hollande in power in France, you know, and say, okay, we're gonna intervene in Mali. Okay, we come to help you to take the jihadists out of the country. This is the paper you have to sign first. What? <sighs> After I read the paper, Mr. Caesar, believe me, I will tear that paper and put it in trash, in the trash can, in garbage. I will be like. I'm not gonna sign this. We need to renegotiate. I want you to help me, but that doesn't mean that. Oh, okay, you can do whatever you want in my country. You know, military operation has its own rules, and that rule we have to apply that rule to everybody. The Geneva Accord. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly. So, You're right. Yeah. The Geneva we need Accord. To, to, yeah, we need to 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 renegotiate. All the contracts we mm. need to, to, to yeah, but but um, there's one thing. See, like the Chinese do that. The they uh, so they they, they signed was. they signed a, a contract with Angola, I think. Don't cite me on that, but it's one country down there in Central Africa. With a lot of oil, I think yeah. in Angola, uh, where basically they're building something and they have to hire a certain number of Angolans. So. Yeah. They make the Angolans work without machines. And then at night, the Chinese come, the Chinese worker come and continue the job with the machines. So they don't yeah. want to teach the Angolans how to drive the machines. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, 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 
that's crazy man that's vicious yeah mr Caesar, again you know um the chinese are not better it's some african thing like oh we deal too much or too long for with americans and with french you know with english so it's this is the time to deal with the chinese none of them is good none of them they are all the same and they have the same goal control power empire and you know resources they all have the same goal you know and they want to do the same thing the chinese the the was they bring all their workers all the workers from china to work and so if they hire few people from angola they even did a lot that's even an opportunity and they, they will never teach them how to use those equipment you know they won't teach them which is okay question is why the government of angola cannot build you know uh, the bridge or whatever by themselves since they have engineers they went to school in the same school with the french people with they went to columbia university they went to uh, Sorbonne University in Paris. They went to Berlin University. In, they all, and they were the first. They, don't, they were not in the bottom line at university. You know, we start the same thing. You know, science is universal. If you go to university in Sorbonne, you come back with a degree in, in, in computer engineering or roads and bridge engineering, like my dad was, you know, bridge engineer and road engineer. You know, he can build anything when I'm with him. He show me, he, he teach me, he say, oh, to build this bridge, you have to do this, you have to do that, and you have the bridge. <laughs> go buy the equipment and teach them. That's right. Go to Russia, go to um, France, go to England. Go, come here, I can show you where to buy the equipment to, to build it. You just buy them cash money and take to your country, and then the engineer will go. But the African, they want the easy way. You know, <clears throat> they want the Chinese to have them. So the Chinese come. Sign Can the you believe check. in Benin? Let me give you the example. When the former government of uh, Mr. Boni, I was in power. The Chinese was building something, I think a hospital or whatever. And then the Chinese work 24 hours a day. They work like slaves. So one day the, the president was visiting the website. And then when he get to the work site, he saw the, the work site. Yeah. yeah, the work site uh, overnight. And he saw that the Chinese were working so hard and Benin people were sleeping. <laughs> he was like, what's going on? Why you guys are sleeping? Why the, why the Chinese are working? What? <laughs> You guys have to work the same way, the same amount of time. Why you don't work overnight? And people were like looking at him like, oh, it's simple. The Chinese, they have a goal, you know, get control over everything. Yeah. You guys can keep sleeping, you know. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. And the Chinese bring all the materials and yeah. equipment from China. And they don't buy anything. But, but by the time Satom, it's a French company, you know, where in our countries. You do know Satom? Yeah. No, you don't. You do you? Satom? Yeah, Satom was yeah, uh, a I big know French. That name. Big, yeah, a up. big, big French, you know, uh, company that built bridges, you know, uh, roads and, and whatever. Those guys, what they do when they come, okay, they can hire people locally. You know, they, okay, let's hire these people. 
and they work with them. They hire some engineers, you know, they hire any kind of people, and they do the work. But still, the agreement is way complicated for our country to afford. But, but the Chinese, they come, they may hire nobody, and they make the agreement look like easier. Yeah, At the end of the day, it's you Vinci. have the same situation. It's Vinci. <laughs> Satom, Sogea Satom, it's Vinci. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, the, 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 the uh, major, major uh, builder in Africa, uh, one of the biggest yeah. builders in Africa. Yeah. yeah. So it, at the end of the day, you have the Chinese and the French and the American acting the same way. You know, right. it's simple. Except, kick yeah. them out. Yeah. yeah, kick them out of your country. Yeah. Wake up one day, you say, hey, guys. That's it. Get out, get out of my country. It's, it's, it's over. The game is over. Yeah. Chase them out. Then you negotiate with who you want and you take time to read the contract before you sign. Yeah. Anything that step on your independence or sovereignty as a state, you deny. You say, oh, no, I'm not going to sign. Nobody going to kill you. You know, Kagame did it and he's there fine. Today, if a police officer in Rwanda had to decide between a French passport and, and you know, and, and another African country's passport, he will welcome first the African passport before he can tell the French guy, what you want to do over here? All right, <laughs> come, 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 come. Let me ask you a question. How long are you going to stay in the country? You know, yeah. you know what I mean? So they speak now equal to equal, yeah. you know. So but it was not like that before. When you let French people control your government system, you have again, no independence. Again, guy, yeah. we're not talking about the French people. I'm a French people. We're not talking about us. We're talking about them. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about you know the system. You know the yeah the system. When, by the way, when Macron came into power, you know quickly he went to Burkina Faso and then you know he had a speech at University of Ouagadougou. And, you know, I was kind of naive. I was like, oh, yeah, he's young. You know, he doesn't belong to the to the system. And he says so. He said, I'm young. I don't belong to the French Africa <laughs> in the trades, you know. And then the France Africa. Don't, don't portray me like, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm part of the system. I thought that he's going to do something different. Almost five years later, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any improvements, you know. I didn't see any improvements. Can you believe he went for the burial of Idris Deby in Chad? Idris Deby is not a good example of, you know, in, 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 he, 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 he tried, but he is not a good example of democracy. He has yeah. been in power for 10 years. Exactly. You know, dictators. Yeah. And dictators. Yeah. And that are all being placed there by the same people that are doing the same shit that we complain about here. It's always the same, guys. In the end, I'm telling you, there's those 13 families, they're above, and they control yeah. the wealth, the resources of everybody. In Africa, mm -hmm. they feel it. They feel yeah, it. Of course. They feel it of because course. if if they were doing what they do in Africa, they were doing it here, I'm telling you, you will feel it like you don't even understand what's going on. In Africa, they are ruthless, those people, because they are, it's beyond even racism. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's generational. Uh, 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 
It's it, all right. Those people feel that they are another race. You, me, Daniel, anybody. Yeah, Mr. Caesar, question for you, Mr. Caesar. So what will you do if it was you? Like if you get an opportunity to control a big part of land and <laughs> then the territory, what will you do? Will you say, oh, I'm a humanist? No, I'm not going to control that part. I'm a humanist. I'm a legalist. I'm a human rights person. No, but uh, I think is the point is not even that. I think the point that's what I said earlier. Like you cannot even get to the point that there's one guy that controls that whole vast of territory. I think we shouldn't get to that. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in big government. I don't believe in one uh, group of uh, 15 people deciding yeah, for 350 million Americans. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in that. I believe yeah, in, in local say, people that. deciding for their own shit. That's where yeah, we gotta stop. Yeah, yeah Mr. Caesar. The thing is, you know, you you just say just say that, you know, some families are controlling, you know, it's just some family who still want to control, who still want to control, right? Yes, hmm. it's human nature. It's human I'm not nature. sure if, about that, bro. Oh, it's human nature if me. Believe me, if I have the opportunity to control France, to control the, the cat currents, I will control the cat currents. No, you okay, know. but... I will, if I have the opportunity to control the province. I think if you, get, if, if you're a spiritual being, I think if you somebody genuine that knows that you don't even get to that point of control. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You don't get there. Like the prophets, they never had control. Bob Marley never had control just over his music, over his own saying. That's it. The prophet, they have control over what they say. And that's it. They don't have control over people. It's the people, yeah. they let the control come. They don't gain control. They don't. They lead by example and things like that. You know what I mean? Like I think that's what we need. I think that's what uh, Sankara was. That's what Sankara kind of understood. You know what I mean? Like, like you saying, you using the resources that are right there. Like, why are we letting other people using our resources? No, you know. And, yeah, but it's and, human and, nature. It's human nature to, to try to, it's human nature to conquest, you remember? It's, 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 it's human nature, it's human nature. You know, if I have the power to control- There's always a guy, you, you talk about like that, there's always a guy that is gonna try to control the thing more than others. There's always like a dictator, there's always a, a king, uh, uh, something. I believe in that. I believe in that, but I so I also believe in the human race as a transcendental race that can one day all together move up to the top. And the only way to do that, one of the first step is exposing the people that have control on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that starts with local politics. And then going up to the top. Me, I understood local politics a long time ago. And yeah. I, I, when I went down the rabbit hole, I, I went straight for the top. Like, who's at the top of the pyramid? I never found out who's at the top, but I'm getting there. Yeah, you know, you know in in some country, like, I think Congo or 
Yeah, I think it's in, in Congo or, or, or Niger, where the resources are, you know, even the local people, they don't have, you know, the, the ability to, to control those resources, you know, those local people. So if the politics will start from, you know, uh, local government, you know, uh, I think they have to find a way, you know, to control, you know, themselves, to control, to, to lead, to, to rule themselves, uh, uh, you know. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, they, they have. Then they will deal with whoever they want. You understand? Not yeah. the first come, no. You will come to see me. I'm the the, lo I'm the local government. I look at your face. Hmm. If your head doesn't please me, I'm like, get out of here. I don't want to deal with you about my oil or my yeah. uranium or my uh, cobalt or lithium, whatever resources you, you come from, you come for. So I will say, I will tell you to get out of my face because your contract doesn't look good <laughs> to me. I agree. You know, it's like a poison, you know. And most of the See, like, look, I got a good example for that. We went in Jamaica a couple of years back, and uh, my wife loves resorts. But the group of friends that we went with, we say, okay, we're going to rent a house. So we rented a house to local people. Mm -hmm. And we end, uh, ended up in that, like, fisherman spot where basically it's a fisherman compound. A mm -hmm. fisherman village where they built three houses that they rented. Mm -hmm. So it was mm -hmm. local people. And in my mind, not to tap myself on the back, but in my mind, I had a way better trip than if I went to a resort. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And and I went in Africa in 99. I went in, uh, in Ivory Coast. It was phenomenal. I had a trip of my life. Mm -hmm. And I saw, I didn't go to the resort. I had, you know, my family was down there. But I saw the resort. And, and I always thought that. That, what are you saying? You know what I mean? Like, those big companies, they, they got nothing to do here. You got everything you need, you know, to do yeah, it. Yeah, in, in, in that Ivory Coast, you have the electricity company controlled by France. You have the water <laughs> Completely controlled. Everything, yeah. the arbor, everything, everything, the airport, everything is controlled <laughs> by France. Uh, the story, look at, look at, uh, look at 80. 80 is the same shit. 80 is even worse. I got an episode coming just for 80 because 80, you know, 80 is the only country that went through a real revolution. It's the only real revolution that we had in that world that we know was in 80. But it is like that. The, the, when the president the rolled out, he rolled out on the airport. Yeah, but most of the time, the Haitian, the Haitian, most of the time, they didn't have good leaders. But, but they all been controlled. Like, they are the first leaders after their revolution. And then after that, that's it. That's it. After that, the U.S. took over. And, and then they invaded in 1915. <laughs> Yeah, most of most of the, the, the Haitian leaders were very bad. Very, all, very bad. All of them, yeah. All of them were corrupted, completely corrupted. It's not impossible to stay in power without being corrupted, you know. It's not impossible to world, be, no, it's yeah, not. It's not, you know, it's not impossible. You, you you gave me the example of Thomas Sankara and then we have the example of um, 
uh, uh, rollings you know in Ghana we have yeah. the example you know we had some people who, who with good intention who with good ambition for the country yeah. compared to Haiti they're all bad all bad yeah. Yeah. no they're I all know dictators dictators yeah, straight dictator. up you don't have to be dictator before you no but you even know. down there look uh, uh, baby dog papa dog uh, baby dog my episode is about that The episode that is coming on 80 that is going to be phenomenal is about that. And Baby Doc was the fifth worst dictator in history of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, they massacred people. Like, oh, yeah, you don't agree. <laughs> Kill everybody. That's what happened. Uh, the civil war is never, is never, never pretty. Uh, anyway, never pretty. Yeah. African people so, know uh, that very well. Danny, I wanna I wanna conclude that episode, my friend, because we're in an hour ten. I know I can talk with you for another three hours, hours, and hours. Like hours, hours, and hours. We can spend the night on it, definitely. But uh, my listeners, they're probably in the car right now. They're probably enjoying, uh, uh, re- get, getting ready to enjoy a, a good cocktail and all that. So I wanna conclude. <laughs> I wanna conclude that episode because. It was phenomenal. We got to do another one. That's for sure. It was, uh, right, we, we had a great, Mr. great, great discussion. I love it. I love, uh, I love what you bring on the table. Uh, it's a vision that people don't get a lot in the United States. It's a vision that people definitely don't get in France. Uh, strangely, because they're very connected with the situation. Obviously, we talked about France a lot. Uh, shout out to my French friends that I love. All right, <laughs> that's what I miss from France. Thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, but it was phenomenal, uh, Danny. All right, Mr. Caesar. I, I hope uh, to see you soon. I'm gonna okay. shut it off. All right. Okay. And uh, so please, guys, guys, you know where to find me: Twitter, Instagram. Go, 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 find me. I mean, I know you know you guys know how to dig. Most of you already know me, actually, uh, personally. And I love you all. Uh, that episode was all about the love, the love of the land, the love of the motherland, Africa, guys. Remember, this is the cradle. This is the probably the cradle. There's a lot of shit that went down there in past civilization. We're gonna talk about that on another episode. That's for sure. For now, it was sounds of a Frenchman with my boy Danny, and uh, this is Caesar Young. I love you guys.